into the contest. It is Thursday the 17th of November. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. How are you, Shana? Timmy, I'm really well, mate. Uh, now, I know you've done many interviews over the years, but you've got a pretty special one coming up. Yeah, for the Chapel Foundation tomorrow. So my brother and I, Kieran, are co-hosting an event in Canberra with the great Dennis cool. Lilly and Jeff Thompson. So, um, uh, arguably the greatest bowling partnership of all time uh, in this country. So, it'll be great to catch up with uh, Tomo and DK Lilly. Certainly got some stories, those oh, two. Oh, mate. And look, Tomo is hilarious. And um, oh, the big thing with DK, he does very little these days, mate. So, it's um, it obviously means a lot to him to do the Chapel Foundation. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see how that goes, buddy. Yeah, I'll keep you posted early next week. And, uh, yeah, they do some great work, the Chapel Foundation. They really do. All right, we'll talk cricket. Pat Cummins, uh, he's made a big decision on the IPL. What about this steward, this security steward at the soccer? <laughs> this is going to – this will put a smile on your face. And uh, will Paul Gallen fight one of rugby league's biggest men? In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon sports. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. So Pat Cummins made a big decision uh, on the IPL and uh, this is all linked in with how he wants to be and where he wants to be in his mind and body for the Ashes next year. Yeah, this is off the back of a pretty um, poor performance in the uh, the recent T20 competition. I don't think Pat bowled very well. He's not bowling very well, particularly in T20 cricket. He is the best test bowler in the world still, no doubt about that. But he said going back to 2019 Ashes, he felt... Uh, he wasn't quite mentally fresh enough. Um, so he wants to make sure before 2023 Ashes that he is totally mentally and physically fresh when he goes in, and that will probably mean not playing in the IPL. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's priorities, isn't it? Because there's so much yeah. cricket going on. I can really understand why James Erskine and many others, and I'm sure that the Warren family wouldn't be happy with this, with some of the the things being spoken about with Warney, God rest his soul, and the cause of his death. They're trying to, or some are, trying to link it to COVID. Yeah, well, it was a, an ABC uh, health expert that came out and um said it was more than a coincidence that at 52, both Shane Warne and Kimberly Kitching uh, died of a heart attack and he put it down to COVID. Well, Warney did have COVID uh, prior to that, um, but Kimberly Kitching didn't. So this guy just made some sensational, sensationalised comment and uh, back, based with no facts, which is pretty poor from the ABC. Oh, you could see why people react in the way they do over yeah. things like this, you know, uh, God rest his soul. I, I can't believe mm. he's gone. I, I'm sure lots of us can't. Um, changing the, the tone of the conversation and looking at tennis, this Carlos Alcaraz, what a player. I, I remember when Leighton Hewitt hit the scene as a young guy and Roger Federer was slightly older, I think. Rafa was very young. Boris Becker was particularly mm. young. But this guy, Carlos Alcaraz, he's 
crushed Leighton Hewitt's record to become the youngest year-end world number one. It's extraordinary. Yeah, exceptional. Uh, the Spanish teen sensation. Um, at 19, he was the first teenager to ever be ranked number one. And he ends the year, as you said, ranked number one. Uh, this is the first time that anyone's ever done that since ATP rankings came in in 1973. So, yeah, you just can't imagine how much money this kid's going to earn if he stays fit and plays for a long time. He could be anything, this kid. Oh, absolutely. Now, huge focus on Qatar as we lead up to the World Cup. It starts in just a few days' time. Uh, watching the news last night, teams are starting to arrive. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, but once again, Qatar not getting, not giving the right messages out to the world. A Danish reporter was there and was threatened by two locals for filming. Um, they tried to cover his camera up, and he said, no, he has the, the right um, uh, approvals to, to be doing that. And then they said they'll smash his camera. So, <laughs> like life on air. Uh, not a great start from the, the local Qataris. Yeah, sometimes people uh, don't quite get the instructions right, do they? Mm. Like at this game of soccer uh, that's gone viral on social media. So, it's all organised. Uh, one of the players in a particular team has uh, sorted it out with his teammates and, and everybody else, the referees, that he's going to go down to the sideline and ask his girlfriend to marry him. <laughs> Next thing you know, a security guard comes over and pushes her out of the way. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Poor guy. He pushed her hard too. So the guy who was proposing to his, his potentially future wife got up and pushed the security guard back. Um, and then he got down got down the knee again. So he said, bugger it, I'm not going to lose this moment. And um, thank goodness she said yes. Majesty pushed him over as well. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, they'll Call never forget their proposal. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Stay with us. We've got AFL, Rugby League and plenty more. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Now, we saw that comment from Tigers player, AFLW player, Jess Hosking, the other day, which uh, included a profanity, and she's apologised for that. Yeah, well, it's a bit of a trend, isn't it, that uh, a lot of footballers in particular um, have their arms and you know, wrists taped up, and they write certain key messages to remind themselves, you know, well, which one's my left arm, which one's my right arm? Well, she wrote on her shoulder, or someone did, or someone wrote, kill bitches which is pretty ordinary. Um, anyway, she's come out, she's apologised, and she's taken full ownership for that. So good on her. But, yeah, it's not the sort of thing you want, particularly when it was a televised game and you've got young boys and girls watching these matches. It's just not a great look. Not hugely creative, too, no, just lightening the tone. No. Is it like uh, <laughs> it's really gone to the depths? Um, now, Rugby League, uh, Paul Gallen. Look, I thought he was retired, your mate. Um, yes, he was. There's obviously always, there's always that marquee fight between the Blues, you and him, but um, there's one NRL Premiership hero that he probably won't take on. The, the rumours going around, there's a young Roosters Premiership hero, Sayasua Takiaho, um, is the next player to go from league and cross over to be a fighter. The only problem is 
apparently this guy punches that hard, there's rumours have gone through the ranks that no one wants to fight him. <laughs> but yeah, I think Paul Gallen's out of it, but they reckon this, this kid is, is that powerful and that strong with his punches just at training. Um, they reckon that even some heavyweights who've had a number of bouts have turned him down already. Yeah, he was good. He is a good player, Tacky. Yeah. I um, I, I wonder when he will retire. I, it's probably time, though, isn't it? Um, Paul Gallen. He, yeah. he even said that he's starting to feel the effects of it. Well, yeah, he's um, look, he's hanging around. Look, the, the guy always said at the start, and um, I do give him a hard time. But he said at the start that all he wanted to do was earn a lot of money post uh, football career. And this was a way for him to do it, so I suppose he's achieved that. Peter Fitzsimons, uh, former Wallaby, has uh, announced Craig Foster will replace him as chairman of the Republic movement. There's a real sporting link in here, isn't there? Yeah, Craig Foster will do a good job. Um, I reckon Peter Fitzsimons wanted to be the chair when, you know, if there was ever a Republic um, that happened in this country, that he was at, at the helm. Um, but he, moved, uh, he hands it over now to, to Craig Foster. It's obviously a, a, a big role and a lot of work to do. Um, Personally, I don't want to. I don't want a republic. I'm happy the the way that we exist at the moment. Ben Simmons, shit, we got smacked. Now he's starting to play some decent basketball, but his team's not going all that good. They got smacked. Yeah, they did. They played the Sacramento Kings and lost 153 to 121. Um, but Simmons probably had his first pass mark. Uh, he scored 11 points. The first time he scored more than 10 points, double figures in 520 days. He also got five rebounds, three assists and one steal. So uh, it's his best game by a long way in, in a very long time. But still that team, the Nets, they're getting flogged. And now it takes a sense of bravery to, to come out um, you know, and, and tell the world that you're gay, particularly if you've got a profile. And we've discussed it here on Afternoon Sport over the last couple of years. Now, Melbourne United star... Isaac Humphreys has revealed he's gay to become the only openly gay player in the National Basketball League here in Australia. Yeah, and uh, and good on him for doing this. And he said he was into really dark places as a teenager and, and struggled with it. And um, he's openly come out now. I'm sure he's quite relieved um, that that's now out in the open and he doesn't have to hide that anymore. And um, I think a lot of young kids will look up to him for doing so. What about this chain-smoking marathon runner? <laughs> but I couldn't run a marathon. Imagine smoking bungers the whole way. His name was... Uh, Uncle Chan, they call him. And, yeah, he basically went back-to-back cigarettes the whole marathon. He's got a good set of lungs, hasn't he? Oh, absolutely. That's a ridiculous story. I, I couldn't believe it when I read it. All right, mate, we uh, we chatted about Michael Clark the other day and uh, his blow-up with Laurie Daly. You've got a little Michael Clark anecdote to finish with today? Well, it just got me thinking, that story with that Jess Hocking who who wrote Kill Bitches on her, on her taped um, up arm, uh, Michael Clark would often put messages on his um, his wristbands and that sort of stuff as well. But he en- ended up getting a tattoo, and I used to take the mickey out of him quite a bit because I think he had down his front arm, he had um, in Latin, carpe diem, which means seize the day. But I told him that he spelled it wrong, and it was just his lunch order. It was a Caesar salad. <laughs> carpe diem. <laughs> it for afternoon sport today make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen big thank you to our sponsors our fantastic sponsors Barclay Pierce Capital they're only a phone call away and our great producer Dan McHugh thank you back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport we'll see you then guys take care thanks for listening to afternoon sport if you enjoyed the show why not check out one of our other podcasts like Strive Stronger with Andrew May listen in as Andrew May explores the latest in human performance with an all-star cast of subject matter experts Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.